0: Hello and welcome to the LDS study session with Come Follow Me. This is Series Two, Episode Twenty Six, and I'm your host, Matthew Roberts. Welcome again as we join together and study the gospel. Um, today we're looking at uh, the Come Follow Me materials to finish off the week. We are in January the twentieth to January the twenty sixth, uh, which covers First Nephi eleven to fifteen, armed with righteousness and with the power of God. And today we're going to conclude with the study of First Nephi chapter fifteen, verses one to eleven which uh, is entitled, The Lord will answer me if I ask in faith with a soft heart. Lots, again, to go through in these 11 verses. So let's go to it. In 1 Nephi, chapter 15, verse 1, it says, And it came to pass that after I, Nephi, having carried away in the Spirit and, and seen all these things, I returned to the tent of my father. After this initial study of the first 14 to 15 chapters of the Book of Mormon, it's interesting with Nephi that he seems to use the the tent of his father as a narrative device that to kind of indicate the end of one section and the beginning of another uh, for example my father dwelt in a tent we returned to the tent of my father with the brass, the brass plates uh, and now here him returning to the tent of his father uh, once he had concluded this vision that he had had um, I just thought that was an interesting point that seems to be cropping up quite often one to look out for as we go through the rest of the Nephi's account In 1st Nephi, chapter 15, verses 2 to 3, it says, And it came to pass that I beheld my brethren, and they were disputing one with another concerning the things which my father had spoken unto them. For he truly spake many great things unto them, which were hard to be understood, save a man should inquire of the Lord. And they being hard in their hearts, therefore they did not look unto the Lord as they ought. Um, I mean, here we see straight away what is interesting that his brethren, and we presume that... uh, he is referring to Laban and Lemuel and perhaps others of the sons of Ishmael uh, are debating this and being unsure about the things they've been taught. And of course, we understand this is because they have not invited the Lord or the spirits to teach them. They are kind of debating it uh, from an intellectual standpoint or a philosophical standpoint rather than a spiritual um, but what I like about this is that it shows that Laman and Lemuel and others were willing to consider the things of the Lord, but they just weren't not getting the message that they had to seek it by study and by faith. Uh, There's a quote by Marion D. Hanks who said this, quote, There is no way to understand a spiritual truth except through the Spirit of God. Natural ability, brilliance of intellect, training, diligent search are, are all inadequate to give understanding of spiritual things. Lehi tried to teach patience to teach, try with great patience to teach his sons the principles of the gospel, but they would not learn. They were unable to understand because they would not humble themselves and call on the Lord, close quote. And uh, uh, JLD Ren- Dale G. Renland also said this, quote, Nephi exercised faith in God to accomplish what he was asked to do. In contrast, Laman and Lemuel, being hard in their hearts, did not look unto the Lord as they ought. They seemed to feel that the Lord was obligated to provide answers to questions that they had not posed. The Lord make of no such thing known unto us, they said, but they did not even make the effort to ask. This is the scriptural equivalent of derisive scepticism, skeptic- Basically, that if people want to know the real truth of things, they need to humble themselves and ask. So many people uh, debate and argue and criticize the Book of Mormon, but they do not ask the Lord if it is true. Once they go about that effort in faith, they will actually find that maybe they will receive that answer. But without that search, it can't happen. I think that Nephi's uh, reaction in verse 4 is quite understandable. He says, and now I Nephi was grieved because of the hardness of their hearts, and also because of the things which I had seen, and knew that they must unavoidably come to pass because of the great wickedness of the children of men. He, don't, don't forget, he has just seen a lot of things like, that we've that we've talked about already, but he's also seen the fall of his his seed, that his people will eventually be be destroyed, and they'll be destroyed by the seed of his brethren. And so that will obviously cause some feelings and some sort of grief and sorrow for Nephi. But then to come back to the tent after seeing this experience and seeing his brethren dispute and argue and contend with each other about the points of doctrine, and, they see, and he sees how hard their hearts are. It, it begins here. This is the start of what will be his own civilization falling. Of course, his own seed will become what um, uh, will cause that uh, that destruction because of their choices. But to think that, you know, from this humble beginning of these few, these few brothers, then leads to these great nations and one, the fall of his seed, you know, will be quite grieving to him. And then in verse six, it says, And it came to pass that after I had received strength, I spake unto my brethren, desiring to know that them the cause of their disputations. So he was actually, uh, you know, overcome with, with exhaustion and sorrow. And what's interesting is if you look at Moses chapter 1 verse 10 and Joseph Smith history uh, verses 20 and 48, we see experiences of Moses and Joseph Smith, which I won't read right now. But they are in the footnotes of this verse uh, where they have seen this great uh, spiritual experience. They've had this great teaching from on high. And then they've had to kind of rest and recuperate after this. And it seems that Nephi seems to be going through this kind of same process as well. So it was probably some time before he then spoke to them and asked them about their discussions. In verses 8 to 9, Nephi says, And I said unto them, Have ye inquired of the Lord? And they said unto me, We have not, for the Lord make no such thing known unto us. Again, referring to what uh, Elder Elder Renlon said, they hadn't even asked. Uh, but they just presumed that the Lord will make these things known because they, he, he was obligated. Delbert L. Stapley said this, quote, Now, my brothers and sisters, if there are any doubts in your hearts about your leaders or this church being true, again, I would ask of you, have ye inquired of the Lord? I am sure if you ask sincerely and with real intent that the Lord will manifest the truth of it unto you. There will no longer be any doubt, for God can bear that you that witness through the Holy Ghost which power all of us should seek, close quote. So, Again, this seeking and asking with faith and searching through the Spirit is necessary. Without this, the questions that we have that will arise in our lives about our faith will not be sufficiently answered by the Spirit. And if they are not answered by the Spirit, no one can really help us to know the truth of it. Many people have questions, and having questions is not a bad thing. I myself have had questions about my faith, about relative aspects of the gospel and and points of doctrine and church history. But it's when I've re- understood and realized that if I can ask in faith and have the humility to ask with a soft heart, I can then find those answers. I can see other people who have had those same questions as I and just cast, his, cast their belief aside because they don't they don't take this lesson into heart. That so they can find out through the Lord in his timeline and his time frame those answers. And this leads us straight on to First Nephi 15, 11 where it says, when Nephi says, do you not remember the things which the Lord have said? If you will not hearken your hearts and ask me in faith, believing that you shall receive with, with diligence in keeping my commandments, surely these things shall be made known unto you. This is vital. There are four things picked out here that I can see that we need in order to truly find the truth of something by the Spirit. We need to have a soft heart, so humility, to accept whatever answer the Lord gives us and follow it. We need to have faith, and this is kind of linked, but believing that we shall receive, so faith and trust that the Lord will answer us uh, in in, the, in his time with the answer that is the correct answer. And also diligence in keeping my commandments. And I think that this is one also which a lot of people seem to forget or not quite understand the importance of, that a, that living right, living worthy of the Spirit to be able to enter into our hearts is vital to receive those answers by the Spirit. If we have questions about things and then start to make decisions decisions in our lives that distance us from the spirits then of course we are not going to receive that answer uh, but of course at that point it's too late that person has started to lose the promptings and the whisperings of the spirit to keep them close to the savior and they start to become hard of, hard in heart uh, sister uh, barbara thompson is it barbara thompson uh, in october 2011 in a talk called Personal Revelation and Testimony, yep, Sister Barbara Thompson said this, quote, The way to receive personal revelation is really quite clear. We need to desire to receive revelation. We must not harden our hearts. And then we need to ask in faith, truly believe that we will receive an answer, and then diligently keep the commandments of God. Following this pattern does not mean that every time we ask a question of God, the answer will immediately appear with every detail of what to do. However, it does mean that if we diligently keep the commandments and ask in faith, answers will come in the Lord's own way and in his time. Close quote. Again, this is a vital part of this process. We need to recognize that the answers generally will not come always straight away. Sometimes they will, if that is the Lord's will. But I've seen in my life where there's times I've not received that answer straight away. But it's what I do after I ask that will mean, well determine whether I get the answer or not. If I keep obe- obedience in the commandments and just keep striving to find that answer, that answer will come. I know of that. I've seen it in many people's lives on my own. But I also know that if we ask, don't receive the answer straight away, and then distance ourselves from the Lord, because we haven't received the answer instantly, we are less and less likely to receive that answer. Uh, so, you know, clearly this is what happened here with Laman and Lemuel as they continue through their journey. Thank you for sharing this study today. I hope that you've learned something. If there's something you'd uh, like to share that you've been studying, please do so at Roberts 90 on Twitter or email Session at gmail.com. Once again, thank you for sharing your time. And until we meet again.